When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to ACRAC. I'm Jed Wolpaw. Today we're going to do a relatively short episode and talk about the paraglossal approach to intubation. Now, I'll tell you why we're going to talk about this in a minute, but there are a couple reasons why we're going to do a short episode. One is I'm currently working on a follow-up to the prior two episodes, which will deal with the anesthetic management of patients with respiratory disease. And while I'm working on that, I want to get something else out to you. But also, it came to my attention, thanks to some of our great residents who were listening, that the last couple of episodes only played through one ear, if you were listening on your iPhone. And I think I figured out why, but in order to really know, I have to publish an episode and then listen to it and see if it plays through both ears. So if you're listening, hopefully you're hearing this through both ears. At least, if not, it'll just be a short episode that's playing incorrectly, and I'll be able to try another fix before putting out another long episode. Before we get started with the paraglossal approach to intubation, I have some exciting announcements. First, thanks to Brian Mariscalci, one of our amazing residents who's also a tech genius, we now have a new and improved, fantastic ACRAC website. You can find that website at ACRAC.com. That's A-C-C-R-A-C.com. And you can leave comments there in a much more straightforward, easier way than you could on the old website. You can also sign up for our mailing list by going to the website, acrac.com, and clicking on the link. And you can, of course, download and listen to the episodes right there on the website. Huge thank you to Brian for all his help getting that set up. If you go to the website and check it out and have any thoughts on how to continue improving it, please don't hesitate to leave comments there or email me at acrac at acrac.com. That's A-C-C-R-A-C at A-C-C-R-A-C dot com or at acracpodcast at gmail.com. Congratulations to those CA1s who just took the basic exam. I hope it went well. And to those CA3s getting ready to take their advanced exam, good luck. I'm sure you'll do great. I hope these podcasts help you along the way. I recently started reading a book called Missing Microbes by a professor of infectious disease at NYU named Martin Blazer. And it is so fascinating. I really highly recommend this book. He talks about how the changing and loss of the traditional microbes that have lived in our bodies since the beginning of essentially human time is affecting us today and the different things that we are doing in our society that are causing those changes. He also talks about the microbes that live inside our bodies, our microbiome in general, and some of the fascinating things that they can do. For example, he talks about tribes in the New Guinea highlands and how there are some tribes there that live off of basically just sweet potatoes. Their diet consists of more than 90% sweet potatoes. It turns out sweet potatoes are very low in protein, and so you would think that they would be protein deficient, but it turns out they're not. And the reason they're not is that there's a strain of bacteria that lives in their intestines that can use the sweet potato as a substrate to create amino acids and therefore allow the people to make the proteins that they need to survive. Fascinating. 
All right, let's move on to the main topic for today's podcast. Now, the reason I want to talk about the paraglossal approach to intubation is that I think it's a fantastic technique, one that can really work even in the setting where traditional techniques do not, and it has really become one of my preferred and go-to methods for endotracheal intubation. The story behind me learning this is that when I was a CA3, maybe halfway through my CA3 year at UCSF, I was assigned to work with Tom Fernandez. Now, Tom was this fantastic young guy. He was a visiting professor from either Australia or New Zealand. He was only there for the year, and I hadn't worked with him before this. I had met him. I knew him a little bit just from being around the department, but we hadn't gotten to work together. And then we were assigned to work together, and he said to me the night before when we're going through our anesthetic plan on the phone, he said, you know, when I'm working with UCA3s, I like to try to teach you something new. Have you ever done the paraglossal approach to intubation? And I was shocked. I said, what are you talking about? What, you're telling me that there is an actual whole approach to intubation that I have never heard of, and I'm two and a half years into my anesthesia training? I'm almost done. If there's one thing I should have learned, it's all the ways to intubate. But sure enough, I had not. I'd never heard of this. So he told me that there's a YouTube video, and sure enough, there is, and I recommend you check it out. Go to YouTube and just look up paraglossal intubation, and you'll see there's a nice short little video that'll show you what it looks like. And then I tried it the next day with him, and over time, I kept using it, and I really liked it. So I'm going to tell you as best I can in words how to go about trying this if you want to try it. It involves a Miller blade, and for most patients, a Miller II is plenty of blade. If you have a really large mouth, long neck patient, and you want to grab a Miller III, that's fine. It won't hurt. So you take your Miller blade, and you're going to go into the mouth all the way on the right, right above the molars. And you're going to be thinking as you advance that you are way too far to the right. And your brain is going to tell you that you need to turn toward the middle. Your brain is going to try to get you to turn toward the middle. The key is to not do that. You have to stay as far right as the tissue will allow you to stay. And what you'll find is that the tissue will guide your blade down into the oropharynx. You will feel like you're too far to the right. You'll feel like there's no way you're going to see cords. You'll feel like I'm too far to the right to see cords. But what happens if this technique works perfectly is all of a sudden you will see cords and you will have never seen the epiglottis. And what's actually happening is you're bypassing the epiglottis. You're going around it to the right. Now, sometimes you will see epiglottis and you can try instead of a traditional Miller approach, which is to try to lift the epiglottis, you can try nudging it off to the left. So kind of pushing it over to the left, that sometimes works, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you see the epiglottis and you sort of can't get rid of it. And if that's the case, what you want to do paradoxically is actually come out a little, come out of the mouth a little bit, just a little. And sometimes that'll be enough to kind of, the epiglottis will kind of just disappear off to the left. If you need to, you can very slowly make small movements to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right, as you're coming back just a little bit. And often those cords will just pop into view. Are there times this doesn't work? Absolutely. And it may be that you see epiglottis, you try these things I'm telling you to try, it just doesn't work. So what are your options then? You can either come out and go straight down the middle like a traditional Miller approach and lift the epiglottis. Or either if that doesn't work or you don't want to do that, you can come all the way out, either mask the patient some more if the patient needs to be masked, if you've taken some time and they're starting to desaturate, 
or you can switch to a Mac blade or any other blade that you want to use, whether it's a GlideScope or anything else, and go ahead and intubate that way. If you do anesthesia for ENT cases, you'll see that often when they put their Hollinger scopes in, they use them this way. You'll see that they go, they enter all the way on the right with those rigid straight scopes, which actually are very much in some ways like a Miller blade, and they come in down the right side and they get to the cords that way. And it's, it's the approach that they take most of the time. It's a very good one. It works well. The downsides that you need to keep in mind or the potential complications are that you're all the way over to the right. So sometimes it can be hard to sneak that tube between the mouth and the blade. So what you can do is have someone pull the lip over a little bit, and usually that'll help you get in. If you find that even then in the mouth itself there's not a lot of room and you're getting your tube caught up on the side of the Miller blade, you can rotate a little bit to the left. So you're rotating your blade over to the left. That'll usually open some space up. And, of course, if you absolutely can't fit it in and you're just not getting it, then you have to abort that plan. I find that this technique can be especially helpful in anterior airways because, again, you're kind of coming in on the side instead of going straight down where you have to really curve up. You're kind of cheating a little bit by coming up toward the upper curve of the mouth and so kind of cutting the corner a little bit, and I find it can be helpful there. And so, again, I think that this is something that you certainly shouldn't feel that you have to use every time, but if you have it in your armamentarium, if it's available to you, if you practice it and you get good at it, then you can use it when and if you need it and when you feel like using it. All right. Well, it is coming up on the end of June. So a big congratulations to all the graduating residents out there. You've worked hard for three years. You deserve it. Hopefully you have some time off before you start fellowship or your job. But either way, congratulations. I hope the next step, whatever it may be, is fun, fulfilling, and full of learning. That's it for today. For the ACRAC Podcast, I'm Jed Wolpaw. Remember, what you're doing out there every day is really important and valued. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.